Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray and Brad Williams for the About Last Night podcast. Woo! Hope you guys had a good Memorial Day. Uh, I did. That's why my voice is a little shot. Yeah. But, uh, well, after five fucking killer sold-out shows at the Irvine Improv. Yeah, we did. Thank you, everyone who came out. Uh, thank you for the woman who baked me a cake. Yeah. That was awesome. That was incredible. I mean, normally, uh, as a dwarf, I feel like I have to provide sweets for people. So for someone to actually <laughs> bring me a red Yo, velvet cake. You got to be on the receiving end of that. Uh, I, oh, that was awesome. So those those shows are great. It was great to have you, John Lacosto, uh, Eric Myers, Eric all Myers, who's insanely a talented comedy comedians. beast who uh, you'll hear on the podcast here in a couple weeks, very soon. Um, yeah, a- man, great shows. Uh, had a killer episode today. Yeah. Uh, Rick Glassman from the new NBC show Undateable, uh, starring our buddies Chris D'Elia, Brent Moore, and Ron Funches, who have all been past guests on the podcast. Go back and get those episodes. Exactly. Uh, Rick, uh, man, he's how do you describe Rick? I, it's in, hard. It's hard to do it. He, he he's you just a fast have to talker listen, yeah. and just quick thinker. Tr- Robin Williams type brain, absolutely. You know, and pulls uh, pulls references that are insane, and you you just have to keep up. You just have to keep up, but yeah. you, but he allows you to keep up. He's mm-hmm. not too fast for you, but he's uh, uh, he you know his roots of when I first met him at the Haha ha Comedy Club, and he was super into Magic the Gathering. Uh, then he got a job at the Comedy Store that I helped him right. out with. Uh, d- did comedy, you know, worked his way into a basketball league with the creator of Scrubs in Cougar Town, which is how he got an audition for the the show and Data. Yeah, uh, played then, basketball in high school against LeBron James. I mean, like, there's a lot of stuff we covered here. He kind of uh, sounds like the most interesting man in the world, to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. For like, sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but he looks like a Jew from the Upper East Side <laughs> with a great jump shot. Yeah, but, a, but he's from Cleveland with a smooth jump shot from Cleveland, Ohio. So uh, enjoy enjoy that episode. But and also come out uh, to see me and Adam on the road. Uh, you can get all my tour dates at bradwilliamscomedy.com you can see me Omaha, Nebraska May 29th through June 1st I'll be at the Funny Bone in Omaha, Nebraska and Knoxville, Tennessee I'm coming to you Sidesplitters Comedy Club June 5th through the 7th and then and then oh man oh boy the credit of all credits Bonnaroo everybody I'm coming to Bonnaroo. Man, who are some of the musical acts that you will be uh, assisting? Oh, I don't know. Elton John, <laughs> Kanye West, Jesus, uh, Lionel Richie. I know that sounds like references. Wait, that what? We- yeah, yeah, he's on the bill. Hello. Is it me you're is looking for? Is it Brad for? you're looking for? It is, man. Yeah, Can you see him audience. in the crowd? Yeah. The Dude, I-, I would come for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Lord on, knows- on or off the podcast. <laughs> Lord knows you have, buddy. <laughs> But I would stay for Richie. Absolutely. I uh, would come for you, but I'd stay for yeah. Richie. Tweet me that. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, they're, they're, I'm going to be in the comedy tent at Bonnaroo. And that's Dude, that's in, a big deal, man. That's June 12th through the 15th. Uh, also, uh, all previous podcast guest, Taryn Killam, will be on. Will be in the comedy tent. And uh, Hannibal Burris and nice. Neil Brennan. It's going it, it, to be a fun show. What a fun... Again, it's like comedy camp, you know? It's yeah. like the Montreal Just for Last Fest when we were out there. It's just a bunch of comedians hanging out. And dude, uh, Hannibal and Neil, I'm sure know some fucking musicians that are going to be there. So exactly. you might be rubbing elbows with uh, um, I'm Jesus gonna, himself. I'm, I'm gonna be grabbing Kim's ass. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna be doing. Say, hey Kim, I know you say you got a great ass, but check out this dwarf booty. <laughs> Can't compete with this if there, shit. If you got a picture of you two standing side by side with your booties, I'm gonna try. 
That would go viral. I'm going to try. A- absolutely. Do whatever you can. Um, <laughs> you're going to crush it down there. Come back with some great stories. Darn right. In the meantime, please check me out at Adam Ray Comedy on Twitter, uh, AdamRayTV.com, for all my website uh, information, my new album, Popped Out Suicide. Get it on there. Uh, my tour dates, I'm going to be in Reno, Nevada this Thursday through Saturday at the Pioneer Underground Theater. Get your tickets at AdamRayTV.com. I'll be at the Hollywood Improv on June 3rd and June 4th, both shows at 10 o'clock. Uh, and then I'll be in New York at Gotham Comedy Club yeah, uh, on the 17th for Comedy Juice on the 19th for the Access Live taping, both those shows at 10, and then the weekend with Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, the 20th through the 22nd. Uh, and then, of course, headlining the La Jolla Comedy Store in San Diego, June 27th and 28th. Those are special shows because I'm going to be doing half my set improvised uh, music uh, with Jeff Scott from the Comedy Store. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. 20, yeah, 20 minutes of uh, jokes and then uh, another 30 minutes of uh, improvised songs with the audience, and then I'll be singing some of my bits. It's going to be a unique experience. Just been doing it this past year. It's been a lot of fun. People are really receptive. Yeah, and- I've seen you do it at the Comedy Store. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. Man. So, yeah, uh, definitely if you're in San Diego area, come out to see Check that out, that. June 27th and 28th. Uh, we've got some business to get to yeah. before we get into this episode because apparently we we sold an ad we ladies sold an and ad. gentlemen people want to sponsor us yeah and no we're not talking about danny glover's hot chicken wings <laughs> or jamba juice's strawberry razzmatazz jizz paste <laughs> well that's very it's somebody a, just told me by the way sold at costco right <laughs> yeah somebody just told me about this the paste that you can put on like blowjob paste Wait, what? Blowjob yeah, paste? They, they, girls use now. I'm pretty, to sure, put, I'm pretty sure they're playing Bonnaroo. <laughs> blowjob paste <laughs> that they put on the penis before they do their. Um, what does it do? It does makes it, it taste like the flavor. Oh. Like it's like strawberry. Like, I don't think it's called jizz paste, <laughs> but it's called like blowjob juice. I don't know what it's called, oh, but there's I a thing where you can put it up. on and then it tastes so that it tastes better for the, um, the person who's. Uh, Having, so that it doesn't taste wow. like, you know, basketball sweat or whatever. I, I mean, as good of a product as that is. Do you want to know what a better product is, Adam Ray? Please tell me. How about that segue? <laughs> let, 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 let's talk about MyMetalBusinessCard.com. I don't know how stoked they'll be that we segued from jizz paste <laughs> to there. Well, but the, like, it doesn't matter because they have such a great product. MyMetalBusinessCard.com. What if your business is jizz paste? <laughs> well, then you can put it on MyMetalBusinessCard.com. And here's what it is, ladies and gentlemen. is Business is all about making impressions. And... And you've been you, you you've been in the comedy store and, and the improv and people just hand you a nice uh, a paper business card. You you say hey fuck this and you throw it away because it's light. It doesn't make an impression. Let's talk about mymetalbusinesscard.com. This is a stainless steel business card. Wow, it is metal. You hear that? Holy shit! That's two that's two business cards from mymetalbusinesscard.com. Banging together. By the that's way, that's right. also the sound of Brad fucking his couch. <laughs> that's well, yeah. There's a metal rod in the middle of my couch, and uh, oh, I was going to say you have, yeah. and my uh, cock piercing hits it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe your business is cock piercings. You can advertise it on mymetalbusinesscard.com. You can get a sil- you can get a silver card. You can get a black card. You can get a copper card. You can have. We have a card right here that is also doubles as a bottle opener. How Jesus. fucking awesome That's is awesome. that? That's actually really awesome. These are quality, durable stainless steel, 0.5 millimeters cards thickness. That's how thick the card is. You, you get one. You get one color for free. 
You can get an, another color for very, for very cheap, customized, dynamic graphics, super crisp lettering. Make an impression, people. Go to MyMetalBusinessCard.com, and when you do your order, tell them the About Last Night podcast sent you. They will give you a special discount. So that's it, MyMetalBusinessCard.com. We want to thank them. Great sponsors. Start, started by my buddy Craig, who, nice. I, who, I, knew, who I knew in high school, and uh, I, w- I wouldn't advertise this unless it's a cool product. Check it out, MyMetalBusinessCard.com. Card.com. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. That's the business. Go to our Woo! websites. Go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Listen to the website. Click on the Amazon banner to do your shopping. Give us a couple of coins. Follow us on Twitter. Buy our albums. Continue to rate and subscribe to the podcast because we need the help when you give five-star ratings and cool comments. It helps us climb the charts. we got a lot of amazing episodes coming up. John Stamos, Melissa McCarthy, Doug Benson, Tom Arnold, Greg Fitzsimmons, Dion Cole, Adam Devine. The hits keep coming, but now Sit back and listen to the About Last Night podcast. This is Sparta <laughs> with Mr. Rick Glassman. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no It's about last night. I'm still developing my podcast in podcast instincts. Have you done any podcasts yet? Yeah, I've done a few. I've done the um, uh, Esther Pavitsky one. Nice. Uh, I did Go ahead and speak to that mic. This is uh, th- In this podcast, you have to talk into the mic for us all to right, pick up right, anything. Yeah, so, all right, so, calm down. Calm down. So I don't know. Uh, I've done uh, the Ben Glebe and the Jensen Carp, and this is my fourth one. Nice. All right. Well, we're, we're pleased to have Rick Glassman. We're on. Wait a minute. Four. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording now. Maybe. No, you can't do that. You got to tell me. I got to get my. I got to get my radio voice. Okay. Right, so uh, cut to a new person comes in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. This is actually my fourth podcast. <laughs> I have done Bradley Cooper's, uh, Ben Affleck's, and Esther Pravitsky's. Yeah, that's a that's a good company. Those people are in. Perfect. <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> this is Brad Williams, my co-host. Hey, yeah. man. Good to meet you, buddy. How are you? I'm fine. Listen, I'm here for Adam. So <laughs> tell me about the heat. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, just wait about 30 seconds. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll reference into it. it. Yeah, I usually reference it. Are we really recording? Yeah. Yes. All right, two things. One, you got to give me a one, two, three. <laughs> and two, could I be facing a way harder to look at you? And <laughs> three, could I have said that <laughs> less clear? And four, um, five. You took the five. You took the quickest shit of your life. As soon as you got to my house. Sure. I was saying four or five, not correcting you on fit. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, well, the shit was... Uh, I uh, <laughs> I was asked to do this uh, podcast um, by a buddy of mine uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I put it in my calendar, and we I confirmed yesterday at 2 o'clock, so I made sure I got here, not yeah, and, at 2, but at one forty-five. Yeah, of course. Uh, where I sat outside until 2.05. Of course. And in my defense, my phone sometimes uh, does not get great service in my apartment. So... Um, you were here, which I respect. We're still on, yeah. yeah. We're still we're, we're getting all this. Uh, but uh, you, but if if you knew that you're, so, you said sometimes your phone you, doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Which means yeah. you know sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Which right. means you think you'd say, hey man, if you call my phone doesn't totally. work. I also sometimes people show up at like, you know, two ten. So the fact that you rolled in at two o three, I was like, oh, he's right on time. Yeah, did roll in at two o three. Came at one forty five. <laughs> 
where I started my shit. So technically, it was, a, <laughs> was technically say, it was an eighteen minute shit. It only took three minutes. I, here. You literally walked in, and go, I got a shit because I've been waiting for a while, and I go, no problem, man. I went and got you a fresh thing of toilet paper. I walked out to get some headphones for you. Walked back in, and you were back down at the table as if like that moment had never happened. Yeah, he he, he just fired it out like it, it was no delay. You guys, whatsoever. come on, my mother listens to this. I'm Here's just my, joking. Uh, <laughs> she does it, and she won't. Your mom is like one of the most supportive moms though in comedy. She's the best, dude. Debbie Glassman. Yeah. Po- repost all your shit, comments sure. on everything. Mm-hmm. My mom's the same way. That's why I bring this up because I want to know how does that make you feel? Well, the, difference, you go, the Ma- difference between you and me in that situation is mm. it sucks for me because you were in a movie once. So once it aired, now, now she's done. But I have to be on every week, you know? And, wow. Uh, so what that, is, that, was, that was a nice compliment insult at yeah, the same time. Wasn't it wasn't an insult. Are you kidding? Yeah. You got to work with Sandra Bullock. I have to work with fucking... Excuse me, I get to work with there you go. fucking Chris <laughs> Morin. <laughs> I think uh, on the show that you're talking about is undateable. Yeah. Airs yeah. NBC. Guess what? This is going to come out on uh, Tuesday. So today, is tu- today is Tuesday uh, when people will listen to this. Sure. So the show is Thursday at 8 o'clock, right? Back oh, back so episodes. I will have already had my Monday night dinner, and it was very good. That's yes. a bad joke. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> you're going to start, start over? Yeah, I did that on Esther's thing, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> this one where, you know, our, our comedy palettes are a, little, are a little more delicate, a little more refined. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> obviously, we have... Yeah, a, you have posters of, of a, excuse me, a poor quality posters of the Muppets on the wall. Jesus, so. poor quality. Is there a yeah, poor quality poster like, for the Muppets? It looks like, it looks like Muppets. that was a 5 by 8 and you turn it into a 15 by 21 That's not my fault. That's posters.com. <laughs> uh, right. Which, mean, by the way, brought I mean, to you by yeah, we, <laughs> we love Change, Changing the aspect ratio and pixel quality for <laughs> fucking that slogan up, and I'm really off, man. Oh, wow. I should have taken a longer shit. Pretty <laughs> sure, sure that goes without Rick, that. Uh, Rick Glassman, if you don't know who he is, uh, you're probably that's probably don't. Yeah, that's fine. That's probably you're just you're doing your job. Um, but they're but they're about to but find you're about out to find out, are. man. Because yeah. Rick, uh, well, I met Rick seven years ago. Mm. No, five, five. You know what? <laughs> Who cares? I didn't need to correct you, but I did know it was five. Yeah, because, today actually, because you had just started. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Wait, is it your anniversary? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, is I, it the twenty sixth? It was May twenty sixth, and no we joke. met because of ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Five years today. Wow. No the shit. <laughs> you just made a face like, is that statistic beneficial to this podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. And now I'm kind of disappointed, in Adam, for not for not bringing you a gift or something. Yeah, or at least letting me in on time. But you were saying. <laughs> Well, when I met you, you were doing uh, jokes about Magic the Gathering. When you met me, I was I wanted to do jokes about Magic the Gathering, and oh, I was scared. Right. And you talked me into it, kind of, because I didn't. But you were very motivational. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I had see, you were you you were funny uh, enough at that point. You just started, and I was sure. like, oh, this guy's got like. So you had just had a weird energy to you that was like, oh, this. You could have just had a good energy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that fully encompasses the Rick Glassman experience. Yeah. To say, a, to say a good oh, energy. Uh. Do, do you hate when people describe anything about you as weird? Because no. obviously, what you do on stage is is different and it's not different. Yeah, that's that's all you need to say. I mean, you don't need to say anything. You just gotta say you got to see this guy. He'll, he'll he's getting better. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, my, my special, we just, heard what you, be, we just heard what you say to yourself every night before you go to bed. Oh, sure. You got to see this guy. He's getting better. Yeah, I never Rick. believe in it. My special <laughs> will not be an hour because I haven't gotten there yet. I'm going to have a, like a 38 minute special. It says you'll get a, you'll get an hour. And that's going to be the name of my hour special. <laughs> 38 minutes. 30, you'll, you'll have an hour. Yeah, I'll have a 28 minute opener. There you go. I'd love to have you if you get there on time. Sure. I'll say you can do 40. You'll do 28. <laughs> 
<laughs> Works out like because because like I was doing some research on you and like you type your name into YouTube for like Rick Glassman stand up and the first clip that comes up is a, a clip titled "Stand Up Comic Says Nothing for Ten Minutes." Sure, and <laughs> and, and and boy are my arms tired. <laughs> and, and and not 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 say you're on stage in silence, but the the I don't want to call it a bit, but the thing you the, call it a bit, like the thing the thing <laughs> you were bit. doing. Okay, it's a bit, but like you 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 would say three or four words clearly and then just go off on a yeah. tangent into gibberish now was that something that you did just that one time did you try that out uh, i've done i used to do store? that i used to do that a lot uh, i had, i did it when uh uh when I, either i was someone was heckling or or people weren't paying attention and i would do mm. it and i would talk and it's and people people would have to pay attention because they're trying to figure out what i'm saying because right. it wouldn't make sense and i uh i just wanted to do a whole set that way. <laughs> um, Why are you always wanting to do something that's so unconventional? And because what you, I've only seen you do actual stand up a few times, and I really enjoyed it. And I I've spent moments of my life trying to convince you to actually do more of that. But you know, I think now yeah. you're but you're 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 finding a niche for for. We, do you have a clip of uh, something we can play, Brad? Uh, as we keep talking, yeah. yeah pull up something so we can show our, our listeners what we're talking about because you really can't explain it, right? How would you explain what you do? Um, I don't follow celebrity babies. Um, that's not my thing. Uh, I am, however, half black and you half white. So. You had just for laughs. No. No. No, if you, you, you set the gibberish clip, you play the gibberish clip. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Keep playing that. Keep playing that. No, I, there's a lot of N-words, and I got to tell you, it did well. Are there I'm wh- saying it didn't do well. Are there? No, 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 no I'm joking. Oh, it did very well. Call me best of the fest. Or there was a festival called Best of the Fest that I attended. I mean, okay, so you're going to pull up the the, the, com- the comic says nothing. Yeah, some people, uh, some people. And fast forward a little because the, go, go to do what you do. Uh, <laughs> do your thing, midget with an iPad. Go for it. I wasn't going to say you had an iPad, <laughs> you piece of shit midget. <laughs> Love it. Some people describe your style as Andy Kaufman esque. Nobody describes it as that. A levitation of morphing, morphing of bringing, bringing way too much. Too much to even handle. I mean, my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Sure, but at least, at least I have a stomach. It's stupid. So, let me, let me drive. You know, let me drive a car. Let me drive. You really got to see the physicality with this, though. You know, <laughs> he's, he, he, he's doing cartwheels while he's doing it. Like, just dick is just out. <laughs> but yeah, you, you 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 get the point that it's it like you are going off on a bunch you, of you, like, well, you asked the question. You said, "Why do I try stuff that's unconventional? Yeah, and, uh, different. Uh, I'm, my goal isn't to do things that are unusual, and I don't only do things that are unusual. Um, it's what makes you laugh. Uh, I do things that are funny to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I really believe that translates if I could connect with people. And a lot of times I would do things that are funny. Uh, and it was almost an inside joke. It wasn't my intention to do that. I wasn't trying to fool people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just they didn't know what I was doing. And uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting good at it. I'm getting good <laughs> at people now being on the same page as me. People that don't know me and don't understand the context are, uh, are part of an inside joke that, they, that, that was never explained to them, that they never experienced. Right. And there's, there's it makes them feel good, too, if they can be smart enough to pick up on what's happening. You yeah. Know? And, and I don't think it's, it's, it's necessarily a smart enough thing because you know, some people, when they're being nice to me, if, if, if everybody in the audience wasn't on board, they say, well, I got it. I would get a lot yeah. of like five or so people after a show be like, hey, don't worry. I got it. As if like they're above the audience. It was never, it's never that. It's not that I'm above them or smarter than them or, or that they're dumb or not. It's, it's that people aren't necessarily on the same wavelength. A lot of people, when they watch something, they take things literally and for what it is. And if someone says something, they're going to believe it. And I feel like when people are willing to question things and people 
Okay. When people see when people see That's something, great, Rick. Thanks for coming. All right, by. Rick, all right. Last man was our guest. He'll be on NBC's Undateable this Thursday. Hey, hey sweating so much, sweating so much. You know, first podcast, so nervous. Just moved to LA. I recognize you from you know whatever it is that you According do. To Jim, the heat. According to Jim, which by the way, drink five. You would get brought up on for years when I'm. I think yeah. until you got the heat. You yeah. were brought up by according to Jim, and every time I remember, actually, I, no, I started to I started to make fun of it. After a year, I saw I used it, and I saw I would make fun of it. I remember seeing it for a few years, and then being at the improv, standing next to you, because I think I was going up after you, or I was probably just watching because I wasn't ever going up there. Was uh, they said, and, and from according to Jim, and you so sincerely were like, Jesus Christ, that was like eight years ago. <laughs> like you were so mad. Well, yeah, because sometimes and you go you up there with a huge positive energy. Hey guys, you yeah, know, yeah. you don't say anything. <laughs> well, because sometimes you don't tell the host what to say, right. or they just know you, and they just go. Like, people know your shit, so they're like. That was like one of a few things I had. So they were like, I know to say that because I've seen people bring him up to that. Yeah. So I didn't say that. And then he goes, Funny. Yeah. That, Tell me for real, though, because I, I don't know if you were fucking with me. Have we, uh, this is like, we started. We're doing this now, right? We're, are <laughs> no, we're just it? It out. No, All right, cool. Recording. Let me know when we're doing it because <laughs> okay. I want to do that. I want to have a radio voice joke that I did earlier. <laughs> what? Where I was pretending that a different voice came in. Did you ever want to be on the radio? Oh, are you kidding me? Me too. No, I'm saying. <laughs> no. Um, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Uh, I wanted to be a cartoonist, and then I wanted I to be that. then I wanted to be uh, an actor, and mm-hmm. then a lawyer, okay, and then an actor. All right. Now, what what made you quit with the law stuff? It's just my my ability, my ability to be in a moment. I thought better served me in front of a camera than in a courtroom. Guilty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he uses law jargon. At the hey, same time. <laughs> not bad. Excellent yeah, mix. First, real great moment. On uh, the you know, I believe me. <laughs> You know what's funny? I went. I wanted to go. I went. I want to be a cartoonist, then Ice Cream Man, then Ninja Turtle, then NBA star, then uh, then back to cartoonist, then not fat anymore, <laughs> then uh, then uh, then actor. Which is interesting because the first thing you wanted to be was realistic, which meant that you were adult enough to know what careers were. And then you said, fuck it. I'm not going to do this real job. I want to be something that's literally impossible, which is a Ninja Turtle, <laughs> which means you wanted to be a Ninja Turtle when you were what? 14? 19? Three, yeah, three days ago. Yeah. Did you want to be a Ninja Turtle or did you want to be a specific Ninja Turtle? I wanted, did you want to be like the nude one? Yeah. I wanted, yeah. Did you want to be like, uh, come on, Rick, get come there, on. get there. <laughs> Dali? Wow. <laughs> What a reference. <laughs> you know, you got to be an artist. Yeah. So, Dolly, I'm saying to be a cartoonist. Dolly yeah. the Newt Turtle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just want to be a part of, of something bigger than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, I wish you could see me crying right now. It's like I a, can. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a Tony Robbins experience for you right now. Dude, Tony TRE? Rob- TRE? Yeah. 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 Tony, solid, solid Tony That was one of the things, first things, Rick's, that I learned about him, too, with his, the, of him being kind of a savant with his wordplay and his, like, verbiage and his quick brain is his fucking acronym abilities. IAA. <laughs> okay, well, that's not... <laughs> okay, W-T-N. Give me... Uh, ready, ready? No, ready? No. R-R-N. <laughs> Rick is so good with R I S G W W I M M W T P. Dude, that's like Rain Man. G T L R M S. Speaking of, of MS. Yeah. yeah. No, but, you know, it's really just I have a background in improv, and, you know, every day I just he push trains. myself yeah, and push myself. Trains. Or should I say PMS, PMS? <laughs> and I just, I'm excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to getting this thing started. Let me know when we're recording so I could put on my voice. <laughs> Wait, so you wanted to be a cartoonist, and then what, 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 how'd you get to comedy? 
Well, don't you want to know why I stopped wanting to be a cartoonist? It's yeah. very funny. Uh, it actually inspired my comedy. <laughs> I, uh, fire away. Uh, I don't remember. But <laughs> I, was, I always got laughs. You know, I was good at basketball, and I knew it was either, you know, something that I could say funny now. And then, you know. Would you be the funny guy in the basketball court? Yeah, but I would be a funny guy in the basketball court not doing jokes. I, let me tell you something, Adam. I used to be I, – I've shown you pictures. I used to be very strong, cool looking. Yeah, I used you to were. be. I used to be. I used to love basketball. Yeah. That was pretty much my life. You grew up in Ohio, and you played basketball against LeBron James. I did. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Unrelated to that, though, because I got good when I went to college. Okay. And I used to play a lot, and I became super confident through basketball. And I used to talk so much shit and get into fights, like fist fights, but Dude, not yeah. like, not like you know, yeah, fist fights, but like you know, two punches and then all right, all right, let's play. But it was still kind of cool, like you know, made me feel like a man for sure. And uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> You, why you quit being a cartoonist? Yeah, no, something about basketball. Something about being. Were you the cool. funny guy? On oh, the right. Court. And I would, I would always, I would talk shit, and it always made me feel good. And I, and if I was losing, I would still be able to make the other guy mad. You know what I mean? And if I was winning, I would still get inside people's heads. Yeah. By okay, so the way that like Dennis Rodman would like elbow people and grab their dicks and stuff to get in their head, I would elbow grab their dicks and then say, "Who's there?" <laughs> The fist fights was the physicality. I would just be doing bits, though. But that, that that, I would do the same type of shit when I played uh, basketball. I mean, why I was the funny getter in hoops was I would impersonate our coach and all the players on the team. And just like, but the, the talking shit thing is a great, sure. th- especially on opposing players, because nothing makes somebody more angry than like, if you like in, a, in an, uh, an avenue where you're not supposed to be funny. And like, that's not even something that's considered to be going on. Mm-hmm. If you're making jabs at people while you're doing something so intense as playing basketball and running up and down the court, that makes them even more furious because they don't have time to stop and look at you and go, fucking what? You don't even know my mom. But people take it even more personally or whatever you're going to do. Mostly mother jokes Uh, because that's that's, that's, that's not hack. Hey, yeah, nice shot. Your mom's fat. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, remember, I remember. I remember. We were playing the football team one time. Uh, and wait, to, the, the basketball team was playing the football team. I was. Uh, I at the rec center. I was. What playing, sport were you playing? I was playing time? basketball. Okay. But the football players, and this is a D one school, so like a lot of big, like legit dudes. What, uh, uh, what school is this? Kent State. Kent State. Okay. So the football players, we uh, we'd play with them sometimes, and uh, we were winning and talking a lot of shit. And there was this one really big guy, like a mean looking big guy. And I, uh, talking so much shit to him, and I saw he was getting mad, and and uh, and it just kept going back and forth, and we were winning, and I was I was I was in the groove, and blah blah blah. Point is, uh, he he uh, one one guy on my team said one thing to him. He was not talking shit, but he kind of got caught in the moment, and he said something to him, and it had been built up for me that this football player punched the guy. Oh shit! It missed his face. It hit his neck. It hit the bottom of a chin in his neck, which is a scary <laughs> fucking place to get hit. Yeah, and he fell so hard. And middle, I was in the middle of, yo, your mom, or whatever the mom joke I would be doing. Right. Sure, sure. And as soon as I saw that, I fucking panicked. Because you don't think that that shit's going to happen. Right. Then, then it suddenly becomes real. And <laughs> the kid kind of got hit kind of because of me. I mean, not because of me. I mean, he said something. Don't say something if you're not going to get hit. You know, yeah, or at least yeah, be far yeah. enough away. <laughs> and then I, I just, I was quiet, man. Oh, well, yeah, because yeah, now you know it's a possibility. Yeah. Well, I've gotten into, I've gotten into a few fights. That, that's fine. But when Over it's, what? When it, just shit talking and, and pushing mm-hmm. and getting physical and you know like someone will throw me to the ground so I'll you know th- I'll throw them in the middle of a game or just I, I took it way too fu- too far but in the best way you know really helped me develop myself and <laughs> but when a guy's six foot eight you know three forty yeah I wasn't talking shit and, and and planning on backing it up I was just trying to get in his head so we could win the game yeah you know what I mean I didn't want to fight the guy and then he swung you ever see someone get punched in the neck. Uh, I can't say that I I have. I was shot in the neck in paintball, and you go down like 
fast. Sure. It's, it, yeah. And that's a paintball. Yeah, and that's a paintball, not a huge picture of six, six foot. Guys. Yeah, a picture yeah. of paintball yeah. hitting black Brad's paintball. Little yeah. neck. That's like a fucking. That's like an Indiana Jones boulder <laughs> hitting most people. That's pretty insane. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. An Indiana Jones boner, uh, boner <laughs> is is about seven. You know, Indiana Jones boner. Uh, the boulder. Pretty sure, Indiana Jones boner is playing Coachella next the, year. The boulder is so much bigger than Indiana Jones, which right. you're implying that a paintball is so much bigger than Brad. It was a giant paintball. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it was a boulder. Of so a it was it was a boulder. Yes. Made of paint. <laughs> that's not a ball. That's a with, boulder. That's a paint I, boulder. With a, I got, with a, with a, with a, with the silhouette of Harrison Ford's boulder. Yeah. On. <laughs> I got severe lead. Oh man, I'm never thing. gonna live this down, huh? <laughs> you guys are gonna hashtag Rick Glassman in Harrison Jones Ford boner. boner or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever is short enough for you guys to get me some followers. <laughs> At Rick Glassman. Do you, 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 do you tweet much? I mean, worst pickup line. Is that a, is that a, is that a personal question? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, t- I tweet every day, once a day, on average. Some days I don't tweet, but, you know. You're tweeting a lot about your new show, uh, Undateable, on NBC, uh, Thursday, May 29th, 8 p.m. 9. and uh, 9 p.m. West Coast Central. I'm not tweeting that much. But yeah, but t- you tweet at people. Right. You can only see it if they, if they follow them. And you're, the porn tweet, stars. you're tweeting at porn stars. Yeah. Rick's saying, hey, congrats on your, on your latest anal scene. Tune Ma- into Madison NBC's, Ivy. Madison Tune Ivy. Which undateable. Madison, big fan. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, promoting her new anal scene. She's okay. very excited. Excuse me. Her first anal scene. Oh, her first anal scene. And well, then congratulations I, I had a, to her. Yeah, congratulations, by the way. I mean, and, and you're just doing the nice thing. You're saying, hey. I'm doing the honest thing. I said, good job. Rob Funches and I are super excited about right. your first anal scene. Are you super excited for Undateable, airing May 29th at 9 p.m.? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I told That's her, I told marketing her, to the I, I, hit, I hit her up on Instagram and I said, "Yo, you gotta. We want to send you some shirts, and you know, me and Delia and Brent and Bianca and David and, mm-hmm. and the cast. We all want to uh, uh, really wear shirts to promote your anal scene. So send them over." Yeah. And she wrote me back. She's like, "Hey, let's do it. Dot dot dot. Then exchange shirts, which is pretty flirtatious because it puts a beat between do it and exchange. Yeah. Right. Between she wants to do it. The What's dot, it? dot imply, implies sex. The, when you say Good. let's do an ellipses, always implies sex if it's after a do it. Absolutely. <laughs> So it, Nike doesn't put an ellipses. That's yeah. the whole thing. They're yeah. saying just wait do it for it. No ellipses. Right. You're fine. So I hit her up and I said, "Yeah, let's let's make that happen." You know, like fucking not being cool at all. Like getting so excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, 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 let me send you shirts. I even <laughs> stuttered on the text. Uh, let me send you shirts. Yeah, whatever. Hot porn star, if you want to come over. I wasn't. No, no, whatever. I didn't play it that way. And no, don't. Girls good. don't like games. <laughs> You and I mean games? that literally. Girls don't play Nintendo, and they don't want you to wait a week before you call. Just be transparent. They don't like Boggle either? Boggle's a classic. I take it back. Okay. They don't like electronic games, okay. and you fucking with their mind, but they love a board game. <laughs> but she didn't get me back. Get back at me. I'm sure she listens to this. So. She does. <laughs> yeah, the, our our uh, demographic is porn stars in right. the late 20s yes. and uh, Vietnam War veterans in their uh, early 60s. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I feel like you can't choose the age for the Vietnam War veterans. I feel like no. Vietnam War veterans are their own demographic. Vietnam- That's like saying, and people from their t- from the 1920s in their 50s. <laughs> we got Rick Glassman here tonight. Undateable uh, yeah. Thursday, NBC, May 29th. Acting uh, like he's reading nine. it. <laughs> I just love segueing into like, yeah, I know sometimes feeling like this is a real show. Sure. Yeah. It is a real show. Thanks, buddy. A couple people listen. That's yeah. an Ivy for one. Yeah, <laughs> Are you excited to be on a TV show? <sighs> it's fine. I moved out here to do podcasts. We got Rick Glassman. <laughs> All right, man. Thursday, May 29th, Undateable. 9 Still acting like you're reading it. You are you really? <laughs> Do you forget it? Do you forget who I am? Why? Uh, you had you even been on TV before this? Um, I mean, yeah, I had the the KFC National uh, commercial. Go. Yeah, obviously, uh, it wasn't the film. It's not out yet. <laughs> which uh, 2016? Look for it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I, did, I did some commercials. I've done some sketches. I did. Uh, I was in the audience in uh, Deal or No Deal when a chick won the million, which, by the way, my dad kept <laughs> on his DVR until he got a new one. And no joke, showed people his baby boy on it. So you can only imagine how excited he is He's that I'm doing this it podcast. In Hollywood. He's in the audience of a game show. Yeah, but front row. I mean, it was paid yeah, audience. And yeah, I, exactly. I stood. <laughs> okay. Did you, know, you to stand, did you do anything to stand out? Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I did it my way, you know. <laughs> I was just I was very Burger King of you. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of background work when I first moved out here, yeah. and I was always way too big. There's some really funny Always Sunny Philadelphia episodes where I'm just the Christmas special. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I put together a reel where it's just oh my me, God, where me doing. It? Uh, I, I didn't finish it. Um, it was f- for something else within it, but where I just have everything dark, but I'm highlighted <laughs> like like it's like it's following me on the football field, <laughs> and it's just me just way too big and just drunk and flirting and. Oh not everything. really drunk. Yeah. Not overacting. Just like, doing it right. Okay. Background work for people that don't know. You're an extra on yeah. for TV movies. No lines. Just coloring, course, the, yeah. coloring the scenes to show. Yeah. Like if there's a scene at a, a kids eating lunch at school, you're one of the other kids at a table like a hundred feet behind the action. Yeah. yeah. Just well, I'm supposed to be. But let me tell you something. I guarantee you I'm eating lunch at the, uh, with the principals. And <laughs> I don't go. mean of the school. Those are the lead actors. <laughs> and I'm up there eating sandwiches. And I'm nodding way too aggressively. And I'm trying to get my lines in Do you it. ever get called out? Were they like, hey. Funny yeah. kid with the glasses. You know, uh, uh, I got. Uh, go on, funny kid with the glasses. <laughs> hey, stop not bob. Stop not bobbing your head. W- w- you, no. Do you have lines in this scene? Yeah, yeah. Well, what you are just th- haven't given them to me yet. <laughs> Touche. Give this kid some lines. The next thing you know, undateable, May 29th, 9 <laughs> p.m. on NBC. Love it. So, what? What would you? What's like the biggest extra moment you had? Like. Biggest. How would you stand out? Like, what was? Did you get kicked off a set for? No, but uh, you know, uh, my buddy who who I know, uh, John DeWalt, who uh, I do, uh, I, I do. Rick uh, Glassman, everybody, May twenty ninth, <laughs> undateable Thursdays, nine pm. This is his first podcast. We met doing background on Angels and Demons, which is the uh, Da Vinci Code uh, sequel, and uh, we were there for a week straight uh, at the Northfield Racetrack, and not Northfield, but it doesn't matter. And uh, <laughs> and it was from like six pm to six am, and there's hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, and so it's like like it's, it's exhausting work, by the way. Exhausting. I've done it a Dude. few times, and it's. You're sitting. It's like you're. They treat you like cattle almost. Right. You're, you're all standing around doing nothing. You see. You see the principal actors just walk by you like uh, the extras. You want right. to try to have a moment with them if you're that desperate. People, and if you are, that's why those are the people you talk to. I don't know if you ever one of these people that goes. Yeah, hey, I worked with Julia Roberts last uh, last year on on uh, Notting Hill. I gotta be honest, not that cool. Notting Hill. <laughs> you could think of something sooner than Notting Hill. <laughs> Hey. At least one of the ocean movies. <laughs> Notting Hill's a great movie. Notting Hill's sure, but the other day, you can't say Notting Hill in the other day. <laughs> Not for 20 years. This is a conversation I had in 1997. Go right? on. <laughs> so they'll say, Julie Roberts, you know, they'll either say, the sweetest person alive. And that's because they're such a big fan and they want to act like they had a great, sincere moment. But the people who go like, I worked with Sam Rockwell on uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Jesus Christ, what an asshole. And they're basing that off the fact that they tried to go up to Sam Rockwell and be like, I would love it. I would love to. I'm in this scene, right? But I would love to have some lines. Here's my headshot. Here's my script. And Sam Rockwell went, what are you doing? I'm acting. (laughs) And I was like, what am I doing? I'm acting. And I'm trying to help both of us out by showing you my script for you to be in. And in 20 years, I'm going to let people know the other day when I worked with Rockwell, he was a real cunt. But you know what I'm saying? They'll have yeah. those those minimal interactions and then act like it was an actual. Yeah. Right. That's why I always favorite thing. tweets that people t- tag me in. <laughs> you know, he's actually a really cool guy. You know, he favorited my tweet. <laughs> people reach so much to see how down earth because they have the smallest interaction. You know, you know, I went up to him. I said hi. He shook my hand. Really, really good Solid guy. guy. <laughs> he he favorited my tweet. He took point oh oh two seconds out of his day to tap the star. 
next to that tweet it's and just say, because yeah, a lot of people, job. yeah, a lot of people, they blow up and they forget what it's like to want to have your tweets favorited. Man. I don't know. <laughs> Are you, I don't feel like you're going to be that uh, guy. I feel like you're going to always be attentive to your fans, sign boobs, sign hats, give high fives. Sure. Those are the three attentive to your fans things. You know, listen, move out to L.A., do your thing. Don't make yourself uncomfortable, but make sure to your fans, you sign the boobs, right. you sign the hats, right. and you give the high fives. Absolutely. The, BH, the BHH, the boobs, hats, high fives. <laughs> That's not bad advice. Man. Are you kidding me? It's great. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, sign a tit. <laughs> now, sometimes you won't have a marker, they won't have a tit, or they don't want you to sign it. Give them a high five or give them a hat with your name on it. The point is, make sure that you take point zero zero two seconds, which is way too fast, by the way, but I get what you're doing, okay. to favor the tweet. <laughs> uh, I do exaggerate for comedic effect. You just, sure. remind, you just remind me, by the way, of a joke that um, a comedian did. Rick and I were just down in New Orleans because he filmed season two of Adam Devine's House Party. Um, All over I feel like television. you should have an effect where there's a there's an applaud. Hey, we can clap for you. Yeah, yeah there it is. Uh, which is a stand-up comedy show on Comedy Central uh, that I did last year, and Rick just did this year. And we were hanging in New Orleans, and... Uh, you were great, by the way. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, and But there's a comedian, a lot of comedians who I'd never seen before. And one comedian, uh, this is completely underrelated, related, but I think you guys are going to love this joke. His name's Randy Litke. And I want to give him credit because he's okay. hilarious. I've never met him before. He's hilarious. Check him out. He had this joke that goes to said. He goes, he goes uh, I saw some, uh, I'm going to kind of butcher it. He goes, I saw some really sick tits the other day. Um, she had breast cancer. I don't, uh, oh my god! I, don't know. I like it. I thought it was funny. It complete the misdirection, and it, it's it's yeah. kind of related to what yeah. we're talking misdirection. about. Misdirection, because you're big on misdirection. Yeah, but if you think about the misdirection. Who's a widow now? <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Now, that, 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 that was your first time doing stand up on TV, right? Uh, yeah. That, it was. Were you nervous? Were you? Were, yeah, were you, were I was you nervous. Prepared? I was prepared and I was nervous. All right. Yeah, I uh, I never done TV taping. That's a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been doing stand up for you know a fair amount of time now. I I'm, I, I uh, about a year and a half ago, I felt like okay, I'm good now. I'm funny now. Right. And. Uh, and then I started thinking about this. You know, I never thought about doing that stuff until you feel like, oh, I have a set that I want to do. And, and then I did it. And uh, half the set I did was a bit that I came up with a week before. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks before. Oh, no shit. That, uh, that I wanted to do because it just, I thought it was really funny. and was making me laugh. And I wanted to do something that got me energetic. And I, I was definitely nervous. I told Adam. I'm, uh, and I, was, I wasn't like thinking about it the whole time. But like 15 minutes before I went, I went up to Adam and said, I'm really nervous. And Adam said, whatever you do, do my material because that'll always work. <laughs> Uh, I was nervous. Oh, what that, did I actually say? No, my, my throat, I felt my throat was getting dry, which is not, not a big deal at all. It was just I was being analytical. And I was like, oh, no, what if I can't swallow or something? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, Adam, should I, should I bring this bottle of water on stage? Which, by the way, will never matter. <laughs> just bring the water on stage, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. And you're like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I mean, you are, you are a veteran of this show. Yeah. You would know. Yeah. Well, no, but he's right. It's distracting. Well, also, I had walked out there to do the audience warm-up previously uh, with a drink, and there was no stool. And there was like a step that was like the stage was set up in a way that right. it was there was no clean way to mm-hmm. grab the mic. When you come out, you don't want to like and people are cheering. You want to grab the mic the as they're still you clapping. Right. You don't want yeah. everything to die down. If you spend extra time putting a drink down and then grabbing the mic and pulling over, they might gonna- be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> well done. We used to have those jokes for uh, you might be a little person. Can you come up with any? Yeah, uh, if you're doing the podcast and you're not Adam Ray or the guest, you might be a little person. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. That would be the best one ever. Good uh, job, sir. At, at Rick Glassman. <laughs> so you got to tell me about playing basketball with LeBron, LeBron James. All right. Um, so I didn't play much in high school. I, uh, I was six foot two, which was the closest thing to the six foot six center that, that I had a guard. So I, oh, I was a de- defensive yeah. 
defensive practice player, you know, right. uh, just getting elbowed and pushed and stuff. And he, he's a friend of mine, but I mean, like, take it easy, Kendall. You know what I mean? He would get <laughs> fucking aggressive, but you know, he's on the court. So you gotta, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, but, uh, so we're Worst pl- post game interview ever, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Do what you gotta uh, do. Where's my father? Oh, that's not going to play. I was doing a, a worst press conference thing, and you can't see it. But you can imagine. Uh, Rick Lastman, undateable. Uh, so, so we're playing, um, and uh, LeBron just came out on the cover of ESPN the day before our game as Holy a junior shit. in high school. Oh, my yeah. God. So this um, is he's, – he's, he's blowing up. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's you know, nationally known. Right. Um, like, this is, when e- this is when ESPN started, like – Doing his high school games, like like they like no, that was cameras, a senior year. Right? No, his senior, senior year. year, and there's only a few. There was like high, ESPN was showing highlights of games. Okay, there wasn't too many nationally televised games that I can remember. Maybe just like you know state championship games. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, he came on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and we were playing him the next day. And that's I, incredible. It's awesome. And I went around looking for a cover copy of that Sports Illustrated, and they were sold out everywhere. Because at the end of the game, I was gonna be like, "Good game, good game." Hey, LeBron, could you sign this while I'm sweating my jersey? That's yeah. what I thought I would yes. be doing. Right. So I got, I found, found the copy, and we go. And the Lakers are playing the Cavs. This is in Cleveland, uh, where I'm from. And the Lakers are playing the Cavs the next day. So th- they started playing at the at this field house that sat six thousand people. And Shaq was at the game, and Ron mm-hmm. Harper was at the game, and it's sold out. It's six. I'm playing in front of six thousand people. Oh my god! It's like Shaq doing Adam was- Divine House party. <laughs> and uh, uh, and you go, I go there, and you know, you wear your tie, and you know, everyone's like, "Oh, Rick, you know, it, it feels like an episode of Friday Night Lights." You know, everyone's mm-hmm. very invested into this game. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was saying, yeah, like I've never had said it before. You know, like real <laughs> urban, like yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Saying thanks for no reason. Uh, uh, and do you remember the speech your coach gave that day? No, no, no. You guys are going to get killed today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Watch this guy as much as possible. Yeah. He was saying just make sure whatever you do uh, in uh, uh, in 11 years, check out NBC Thursday nights at <laughs> Undateable. Uh, what if he said, whatever you guys do, get this hat signed for me. Yeah, or way. sign some tits or give a high five. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so anyway, we, we play him, and, and I got in at the half, which I normally don't. But I think I was just cheering loud. He liked my energy. Whatever it was, I All got right. in. And I was fucking, I would have fought the entire fucking place, the adrenaline <laughs> rush that I had. And I remember a buddy of mine, David Price, everyone was getting tickets to this game. And it's like a 50-minute mm-hmm. drive, which is kind of like a big deal normally because the games are either at the school. You drive 10 minutes to the close school. So, like, sure. the people were like, it's like a road trip people were taking. Yeah. Everyone was excited about it. And he had these close seats. And I remember David Price, I was on the court. And I remember, I remember so vividly he said, he yelled, Rick, this is what you've been working for. And it was like this, this inspiration moment. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was thinking to myself, yeah. Yeah, but I also was thinking, don't never make when you're an athlete in high school, never make eye contact with the audience. You got to act like you're bigger than them. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm in the zone, but I'm thinking like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that got me even more amped. So I'm like, you know, like you're, you you got to keep your finger on the guy's chest when you're guarding. Like to, if you're watching the ball, so you could follow where he's at. Yep. And and he's slapping my hand around, and I'm slapping his hand, and I'm just being super super aggressive. You know, I'm six foot two hundred fifty pounds. I couldn't look more Jewish and retarded. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. I could I shouldn't have looked more retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could have looked more like a bitch. You know, but I was so yeah. into it. And then we lose. It was a close game. We're up two at half. Uh, uh, but it was a close game. But he's, I mean, jeez, he was fucking. It's LeBron. Like, yeah, yeah. It, when it got to like eight minutes left in the game, he's like, okay. And he goes up and he dunks and like doesn't. You know when people dunk and they get their elbow above the rim, but they don't touch the rim to show I don't need to do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Kind of like when they're, you're fighting someone and, and the person is punching and trying so hard, but the bigger, stronger person is just saying, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing that with dunks. He's oh like, why, why, why are you not dunking like me? <laughs> he's fucking a monster. And then the end of the game comes and I'm thinking like, all right, I got to get the Sports Illustrated. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it couldn't happen. 
and so we go around and we give high fives and I uh, and uh, you know he didn't make eye contact and I judged him for that. <laughs> Years later, so I, you worked with LeBron James. He was not a nice guy. Uh, yeah, you know, I gave him my script. <laughs> No, he's a cool. You know, he gets. You know, you get so many people talking to him, and I understand. You know, I'm the same way. You know, I'm super successful with stuff, and you don't want to be bothered, dude. But what if he? I feel like this might be the time for you to reach out to me. Like, right, yo, well, man, I'm on this show. There's an ads member. Yeah, I have friends. I have friends that are friends with him. You know, that you'll love this story. Uh, my uh, my friends are playing in this league at the JCC. For those of you who don't know, the JCC yeah, is I'll it's, fill in them. it's the Jewish YMCA. Yeah, and uh, the Jewish Community Center where they have all sorts of um, Maccabee games and Maccabee get Purim carnivals. Yeah, which uh, is where I met my first girlfriend. At a Purim Carnival? Yeah, I didn't start dating her then, but years later, I remember I, I worked one of the events of the Purim Carnival, and it's like, now, we're, you know, now I'm fucking her. <laughs> Pardon my French. I said to her when I was speaking French about, will she go out with me? And then I fucked her. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so I love this story. So yeah. I have friends with LeBron, and, uh, yeah. and so these, these kids are playing in this, this Jewish uh, rec game. This Jewish rec game. Uh, Jesus, this retarded rec game. And, uh, and, uh, and they're short a guy, and they hit up LeBron, and LeBron showed up. What? And the other what? team was mad because they thought that wasn't fair. Hey, you if you're going to lose a game, but you get to play with LeBron at Done. the J, it works. calm the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. The kid doesn't even keep kosher. Easy, Raul. Raul. It's not a Jewish name. He converted. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they got I mean, one. it's a very, very layered joke when we're talking about the people that aren't Jewish playing. I mean, what did he bring a friend? But the point is, sign the tits, give the high fives, never sign a hat on a court. NBC's Undateable Thursday, oh. 9 p.m., May 29th, Rick Glassman. Uh, a few years after we, I played LeBron, I felt like I knew the guy because I played against him. We, we grew up in the same kind of air town, you know, and then I've been going to the games. I was a huge Cavs fan, and now he changed Cleveland. He changed Cleveland. Nobody yeah. came to games. Now 21,000 people three nights a week are going downtown. Businesses are coming. College graduates Was it really that dramatic downtown. of a... It was a... Cleveland became a cool spot to be yeah. because people were partying in Cleveland because of those Cavs games. So people started to move downtown. Cleveland is still a better place now. Absolutely. Because of what he did uh, I, 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 you, you talk to the guys that run the improv and hilarities in mm-hmm. Cleveland. It's like, yes, because of LeBron, we have now have more business. Because that's, that's why people, a part of, people felt connected to him, which sure. wasn't fair to him. You know? Right. I mean, listen, basketball. I moved to L.A. Yeah, uh, no one flipped a shit because they didn't know about Undateable yet. Which, by the way, Thursdays, Thursdays blah blah blah. 9 PM. Yeah. But you know, he, he left it, and he did so much in the city, so it was kind of like they you know, someone in their family was leaving. And but I, you have to know you have that resp- like you, that you have that impact. Like, you're, of but, course, you have yeah, to but know it's it. not his responsibility. He but, has no loyalty, really. Well, that's the thing. Does he not have loyalty? Nah, it does. seemed that way. Yeah. No, nah, it seemed that way. Yeah. Whether or not that was true or not, he also gave them seven years. That's like a long time and a, fi- and a finals appearance. You know, yeah. but he left. He, you know, if you're going to break up with your girlfriend, don't do it by saying, "Hey, I got a new girl. I, I got a new girl." Break up with them. Have some respect. Take yeah. some time. If also, you're take your talents to South Beach. Tell them in private. Also, if you're going to go on TV, use that to just go to tell everybody how dope Cleveland was. And be like, yo, I had such a good time, yeah. but, I'm, but mm-hmm. I, I need to change. But I mean, this shit's so long ago, whatever, man. But fuck it. No, uh, <laughs> but, no but I did go to a game a few years after uh, uh, he got drafted, and I had this picture. I have this cool picture of, of, of LeBron and I uh, uh, in that game, which I was really connected with because I was very, you know, it, a few years goes by, and it wasn't an identity thing, but I felt like, like I got to play with LeBron. That's something cool that I got to do. It's you know incredible. what I mean? Sure. And like I didn't play much in high school, and I got kind of good in college. And it was something that I felt it. It, it was like, oh, it, it made it made me feel like 
It was like a credit. It was like a, you know, what was the show that you were on? According to Jim. It was my According to Jim, which now it's like, okay, I've done other things. But, right, you know, but, that was my According to Jim. Yeah, that went but like on for the first few years of your career, like, he played basketball yeah. against LeBron James. Yeah, uh, Please welcome, Rick Klassman. Pickup games, it's like, he's got a good three, you know, he could drive, mm-hmm. he played with LeBron and was on According to Jim, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Wait, so but, LeBron. But I brought, so I brought a picture to the game. The ACC game. Where the no, 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 no. This was uh, before that. This right. was at a okay. Cleveland game. Someone brought me and was like, great seat set right behind his mom and stuff. So you brought a picture of you and him shaking hands? No, picture of him and I in the game. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, a buddy of mine is shooting a foul shot. You could see me on one end, boxing out, and him on the other. That's incredible. His hands are on his hips. You see the 23. You see me, skinny, cool looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and I wanted him to sign the picture. And then after the game, we go in the back. You know, there's nothing more bitch than asking someone younger than you to sign a picture, by the way. For yeah. sure. And I'm sitting there. I'm tell t- that to Haley Joe Osment. <laughs> Rick Glassman here on Dateable, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. <laughs> so I'm standing with a whole bunch of 15 and 12-year-olds, you know, which, by the way, it's odd that the only people who want autographs are specifically 12 and 15-year-olds. <laughs> right. I guess it's either kids that look up and people that are just starting to get good at playing. But so, so he's signing some autographs, and then he walks away, and I go, yo, LeBron, we played each other in high school. I think he'd be like, what? All right, come over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny that you played out be, like that in your head. in my entourage now. Uh, yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so he looks over his shoulder halfway, enough to where I, he acknowledges me, but not enough to him to make eye contact. It was like a, he turned enough that his chin was over his shoulder but he was facing to his three o'clock instead of the five o'clock where i was at okay and he said congratulations and walked on and let me tell you i took down the sports illustrated off my wall after did you that. really yeah oh that hurt you? congratulations yeah man i found out santa claus not only was a fake but was a cunt <laughs> now again i have since forgiven santa but sure. lebron <laughs> no no i it's it's whatever i mean you know it's not whatever that's fucking to me it is whatever now because it's like it, maybe i caught him on a bad moment and he was just like, because yeah. uh, how many people try to connect with him saying, I hey, I know you from this or we know this. And people maybe were mean to him. Hey, we played together. And he signed. He's like, hey, fuck you. Who knows? So yeah. I, I, I don't judge him. I don't, don't judge him as a person from that, although I kind of did at the moment. But like it made me like not like him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because, well, because and also you built up that moment in your head to be like no I wasn't like I wasn't I couldn't wait I didn't think that I'd have an opportunity to even ask him to sign I brought it just in case okay and 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 I want to do say I'm not talking I don't think he's a bad dude at all Mm -hmm. and it's whatever it really is whatever but in that moment I I, it hurt my feelings yeah Yeah. but he's so fucking cool you know what I mean so it's like cool people kind of get it's kind of like when some like when you get beat like if a guy hits you Mm-hmm. But he's hot, and he does it once. <laughs> it was an accident. Whoa! You know what I mean? And right, he hasn't hit me a this. second time. Let's get into this. What hot guys have you been wanting to take a swing at you? LeBron. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want sense. that second time so I can move on. Now <laughs> you need closure. Yeah. But uh, no, LeBron. Like you know, like fucking you know. Are you one of the guys? The show. That, <laughs> are, are you one of the guys that thinks he's going to come back to Cleveland after Miami when his contract runs up? Uh, I, I don't know. I have as much expectation of LeBron coming to Cleveland as I do a season two. I'd love to see it happen, <laughs> sure, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah, yeah. Um, tell people about the show who don't know what the show is about. Um, all right. Uh, you know, I, I've been pitching that, you, you, you know, you do all these interviews and these press conferences. and You're plus, doing a lot of that now. Yeah. Is I'm that do- cool? Yeah, it's cool. But, like, the que- it's all the same shit. What's your character? What's the show about? Yeah. Sure. And I'm, I'm bad at answering that anyway. They don't care, by the way, the people who are asking you. Of course they don't job. care. Yeah. And to have people interview you when, when they ask, they look at you and they ask the question, they look away when you're answering. Yeah. It, there's, it's like, I, I, there, was, there was one where uh, play the game, I, call, I called him out, hey, like, fucking, do you care? Right. And I wasn't being a dick. I was kind of like being funny with yeah. it. But also, honestly, like, if I'm going to talk to you, 
fucking fake it, man. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to be fake it. Yeah, you're yeah. faking it. I don't want to be saying minutes. what my character is for the fifth time in two hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times during these interviews, um, there's one that's actually I think coming out soon. Uh, it, it was for Access Hollywood online. Really funny, where she kept asking me questions about it. And did you get me to get to meet Billy Bush? Uh, uh, yes, incidentally, because he was a regular at Larson Steakhouse, where I used to work. That's so I've been right. to his house. We'll and, talk about that in a and, second. And uh, we, we oh, know shit. each other well, but not because of Access Hollywood. Okay. Uh, this was Access Hollywood Online. They came to set. And, uh, and everyone's doing their thing and talking. And, and, and what I was talking I was everything they were bringing up, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking play ball with George Clooney. Okay. I'm getting that out there now. So okay. everything they asked me, so tell me about the show and the chemistry. You guys all – well, let me first say that, that there's four stand-up comics on the show. Me, Ron Funches, Brent Moore, and Chris D'Elia. Brent and Chris and I have known each other for years. Ron, we became friends with autumn, right away. Mm-hmm. But there's like this chemistry that we, we're all stand-up comics. There's like a – as a stand-up com- – you know, there's this community that we all have. Uh, and it's like you know each other. and You have like – you've played with each other on stage before, and there's something great there. So Bill Lawrence, the showrunner of our show, who created Scrubs and, and, and Spin City and Cougar Town and stuff, he, he uses that as a sales pitch. These guys have been friends for years, and mm-hmm. so everyone talks to us about that. So it's kind of become like this, this thing where – anyway, I could see you getting annoyed. <laughs> so, so every question – every question is, so tell me, you guys have a really good chemistry, huh? Right. That's where everything has become. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, yeah, we got a good chemistry. So Clooney and I, you know, we were playing ball the other day. Yeah. And this became this 15-minute interview talking about how when you know, Leo gets drunk, we draw shit on his face. I'm not going to show you pictures, and I shouldn't even be talking about it. But, <laughs> but, so I'm out there just talking about Clooney. Brent claims he didn't hear about it. He yeah. walks out we're by the, uh, the, the dressing room. So he walks out from, from the stage. And as he's walking out, I'm in the middle of a conversation. And he says it's a coincidence. says, you guys talking about Clooney? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're talking about Clooney. Oh, let me tell you something about Clooney. The guy can't shoot for shit. And, and, it's just, and we're just talking shit about him as if we're friends. And I, I really wanted to come out and George to play ball with us. Oh, there you go. But these interviews, well, I, I don't well, talk much. Well, he listens to the podcast, too, so it's okay. Does he? Yeah. Uh, 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 Madison Ivey, yeah. George Clooney, right. and... Uh, and Vietnam veterans. I just don't feel funny. I hate telling <laughs> stories, man. I get insecure when I don't get a Wait, laugh. Is it... Is it uh, so you do try to get creative with your answers, because yeah. like they're asking you the same shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same it, question over and over and over again. That don't, do I mean, you. I'm still sincere with them, and you know, I'm very excited to be doing it. It's very cool stuff. But sometimes when it's a question that's just... Like, they ask, they ask someone... Uh, like they're having an interview with three of us, and they ask someone, "So yeah. what's the show about?" And then they ask the next person, "So what do you think? Pe- why do you think people should watch the show?" It's like, listen, same, man, same fucking. I don't question, know, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah it's like, what do you mean? Why people should watch the show? What do you want me to say here? Like, uh, well, so watch the show because of Cristalia and Ron Funches. <laughs> all right, that's what it is. Yeah. Let's be real. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Are you? Uh, well, but the, uh, sh- the show's about the show's about uh uh. uh uh, wonderful. Just email it to us. Yeah, we'll post the show's it on about Facebook. a bunch of guys, you know, doing getting laughs, you know, trying to at least. You know, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting better. <laughs> Worst pitch ever. Uh, and, you know, it's like what's funny is the situations and the relationships, sure, but sure, what's sure, interesting sure. is the dynamic between the chemistry <laughs> and also the writing. Because like the guy created Scrubs, that's a fucking powerhouse. You know, you just got to really connect to a niche market. And it really is though. But you joke, but that's what they're using it to really push. And why shouldn't you? These guys created three of the most uh, successful shows. Yeah, and the writers are fucking genuinely fun. Yeah. You know, Brent, Brent and I did, did, did a show at the Improv that Bill Lawrence came to, and we talked to him. Uh, Brent had a meeting with Bill and mm-hmm. invited him out to a show, and then I was on it. And then after the show, he and I, we, the, we all talked for a few hours, and I knew he played basketball, so I did everything I could to get into his basketball game. There you go. So a couple months goes by, and he starts having us come play ball with him. 
months after we're playing ball with him for months and then he emails us he's like hey uh he emails brent and me directly and says hey i want you to come in for this show who's your representation just like ca- as casual as that now are you and by the that's way that's cool. brilliant how that happens because yeah. that's how it happens that's and that's how when you're somebody like you too who's got a kfc commercial under their belt mm-hmm. and a fucking web group that he's trying to get going that guy and his friend.com friend. yeah. great sketches uh, that guy and his friend and you're, com. and you're trying to find your your voice and your niche on stage like this is how this is why being uh a good person and being and putting yourself out there and being and also taking chances like you do like you you're gonna have to talk about your audition uh, yeah we've heard stories but getting into the basketball game like would you be how you like would you joke would you play like yo so Brent goes in Brent goes in politically incorrect with just like hey listen we're invited to this game let's play ball Mm -hmm. I didn't have a, a plan of anything I just was going in and playing ball. In the first game, Bill was there, but he got there late, so he wasn't in the game. So I'm playing Bill and Brent are on the sideline. And uh, there's this Australian guy, big Australian guy who's a regular in this game. He played. Fabio. He, uh, uh, let me tell the fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just, what do you want me to say? Yeah, uh, Fabio, you have good, good hair. So, yeah. so uh, uh, Fabio? I don't know, man, but uh, I, I don't know how to, uh, what, you want me to, what you want from that. I can't believe it's not Fabio. <laughs> I can't believe it's not Fabio. It's the new butter. Uh, <laughs> So, so we're playing ball, and this this guy, uh, he's he's just fucking getting aggressive and pushing me and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. into that. I love to play aggressive, and I play aggressive back. Yeah, sure. And I don't say anything. He's following me. I don't want to say anything because you know it's cool to not say things. You know, especially if it's you know, if it's not game point, just fucking act like a man. Yeah, right. So uh, I'm getting pushed around. So then there's a play where I strip it, and I and I and, I, and it goes out of bounds. And uh, he goes, "Yo, man, you follow me nonstop," and that just fucking. I'm like, I have been. Not biting my tongue, but just like taking this yeah. the whole game, and I just what the fuck are you talking? You're pushing me nonstop, and there are other people who I don't know are on my side because they know this is a and character. This is a celebrity entertainment yeah. league. No, no, but this guy's you know it's like writers and showrunners sure, and okay, stuff. Okay. But they're, a lot they're of them are in their forties, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, this guy's that you know like the showrunner of Friends was there, right? And you know guys like that. According it's like, to Jim, um, <laughs> it's a great show by the way. My episode's Honestly. still online if you want to find it. It's called The Hot Wife. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Glassman here, undateable Thursdays. So I'm getting into a fight with this guy, and it's just like, anyway, you got to watch the show. No, 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 come on, keep going. You got to uh, fight. Yeah. So it's like, and we're like going back and forth, and 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 uh, I did. It happened to war. I wasn't trying to do. I just wherever I'm going to play or be, I'm going to be the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I'm playing ball, and I'm. I came to play ball. There's, and I I came to play ball, and it's awesome that I'm playing in a game with Bill Lawrence right. in that order. So it escalates, sure. and then what? And then no, it's a, and then it's just, we get into a little bit of an argument. What does Bill say? Uh, hey man, take it easy. I invite you. You're embarrassed. Doesn't say me. anything. Okay. Doesn't say anything. Yeah. It's just it just set the tone, and it was cool because I I was comfortable, and Bill makes you comfortable. You know what I mean? So then after that game, what happens? We we play. I I play like I was trying out for the fucking Lakers. Course, <laughs> you know, playing yeah. D way too hard, holding right. up the picture of you and LeBron as you're uh, running around. I played against uh, LeBron. Bill knew, Bill knew about that story because we talked basketball for a while. So I mm-hmm. told him about that. And when I went into audition, the first thing he said, you know, the, uh, the, you know, the casting directors and the sh- and the, the writer and the executive producers and stuff. I never met them. Bill had invited, told them to go see me do stand up. They had showed him my sketches. So I'm going into a room full of fans already. It's cool. like. He hooked it up. He set it That's up great. for you. Yeah. Then you walk in. He's set like, hey, show everyone this picture of you and LeBron. You know? And, and he makes you comfortable. Bill makes you so fucking comfortable. And uh, enough to where you could fight his friends in the first impression. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, that's uh, a, then what happened? Like so, then, this, so anyway, so we're playing ball with these guys. It turns out that once the show gets picked up, when there wasn't even a show when I started playing ball, some of these guys are on the writer's staff. So now these mm. people that are writing for the show, I've known for a while yeah. in, a, in a non-professional setting. It's just cool, man. It's like a bunch of friends who I just met. Yeah. yeah. And so then he has you audition. Yeah. And then uh, you, you go um, and, and you're just like, okay, this is cool. Based on the fact because you've gotten to know him. And he also was 
like had a character that's like oh, I think you could be right. Yeah, for he this. told me the, the, my character on the show Bursky is this guy who's who. Who's, Tell me about your character. Uh, yeah, you know Clooney and I. Uh, <laughs> he's like this this guy who he's not Bursky. My character is not like me, but what is similar mm-hmm. is he makes people uncomfortable. Uh, and I and and I don't necessarily make people uncomfortable, um, but I am uncomfortable in silences. And when he saw me do stand up, uh, those happened to have been a lot of silence that he saw that I was I was comfortable. In. So he's like, if this guy could be, you know, if this guy could bomb and look that good, imagine what he could do if his character is supposed to be bombing. There you go. So that makes I, sense. Yeah. And so what happened in the um, the network test? Because that's where uh, Brent has Brent. I think told part of the story. I don't know what, right. what story. Well, like you were going to go in with like an iPhone thing with. Your oh, that's, yeah. yeah. When I was testing for Warner Brothers, I was uh, on Facetime with my dad in the waiting room. I had never auditioned before, so this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. And the whole process, which happens is you you go you do a, a pre-read. you audition you do a pre read then you audition then you audition and then you audition again and then you audition for a different character and then you audition for that character again and then if they like you then you go in and you audition for the studio and if they like you you audition for the network and then you have a panic attack and then you book and then it gets picked up a year and a half later with NBC on May 29th, 9 p.m. Uh, that and, easy people. And so that uh, easy. so I'm uh, I'm on Facetime in this waiting room like being silly uh, mm-hmm. like talking to my dad because we're waiting and then people start walking in the, 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 the I don't know who any of them are the, it turns out they're the the head of Television of Warner Brothers and the, uh, and and uh, the vice president of casting and the the big people you know so nobody's yeah uh, is and your dad giving you any advice no I, I'm just talking to him and I'm saying dad I want you to be in the audition with me because everyone knows if you're going to audition for a big thing bring your father absolutely <laughs> so so I'm on the thing and people come over and, and, and people are shaking hands and I'm on the phone with my dad so I, I say hey guys I want you to meet my dad and they laugh and blah 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 because mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to bring him in so then I go into the, the audition room and what uh, uh, I brought in headshots too way too many of them which by the way you don't need at that point and on the back of all the headshots I wrote sh- different shit like Warner Brothers plus you know, Rick Glassman equals dollar signs, and I love Animaniacs, and Bill Lawrence plus you know plus me equals success, and they love that shit though, right? Yeah, yeah I thought it was funny. Well, I think very few it's people do. It's something different. chances like that yeah. when they go into rooms because you're you're so concerned. I know for me, I mean, I you know I try to just be fun and personal and then do my shit, but it's like I, I don't think I would ever have the balls at yeah. this point to just go. I'm gonna really. The truth, I wasn't trying to do something to stand out. I think that's a difference. If you're trying to do something, it's like, oh, is that going to work? Yeah, that, yeah. You stayed true to what you do. It's, like, it's I don't, false. I've never done that in a room, so why would, I, why would you start right. to do that? And it wasn't like, plan, like I was like, while I'm going, I'm thinking, do you bring a headshot? And like, I don't know. So I just brought a whole bunch. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking give them headshots. I drew a mustache on one, you know, and just, just to be silly. It made me laugh, so I yeah. did it. I, was, I didn't know if I was going to do it. But you have to commit to all that. Like, you continue, if they call you out, you commit to that whole thing. It's yeah. like, I, you know, you can't like come in with a headshot, set them down, and then just be like, yeah, that was the bit. Now let's get into the audition. They're like, oh, right. If it. they're like, why are you bringing headshots? It's like, hey, calm down, man. I'm, I'm, it's funny. Just fucking look at the jokes <laughs> that are on the back and let me do what I'm here to do. Well, you know what I mean, don't make yeah. me uncomfortable. You want me to be the best I can be. Now read the headshots, have a laugh, and let me do my thing, you know? Well, and that and that's something that's something I love about you is that you're not being stranger. I don't know. Who is it? We're talking about it. Oh, me. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're not being stranger different just for the sake of being stranger different. It's what, like, like so the headshots. It's is what stranger you different thought. opening for, for yes. Indiana Jones Boner and Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, they are. Well, that's why I don't like. Uh, yeah, he's right though. Yeah, it's like that's why it sucks. That I don't know if it sucks. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just an insecurity where I don't like to be called, you know, uh, strange or weird because like mm-hmm. I don't think it is because I'm not just up there, you know, and, and saying well, maybe it should be. So that's what I'm, I haven't <laughs> figured it out yet. Yeah, this contact. You're also, how many years into stand up? Uh, if about a little over five. Yeah, so like. No, I'm I'm happy with it, but it just going. takes time. Like you, you could in five years, you could actually, you know, transition a- away from what you're doing now and start to really. Have I did. A point I, of view. I, I had a. I mean, Jesus, Adam, I have a point of view. 
Do you know what I mean? What do you mean? Talk from re- talk about real shit sure. on stage. Sure. Mm-hmm. You, you do you do it? Uh, I do sometimes. sometimes. I used to only do it. <clears throat> And then sometimes uh, off stage you've told me things uh, about uh, and you know what I mean by that like your point I, of view absolutely. you have a point of view with what you're doing up there but I'm talking being about personal you, yes and I'm not as personal although it seems that way it seems I'm not being as personal because I'm not saying things about me in my life and my experiences but it is very personal because I'm explaining how I think and how I feel yeah and these things that make me laugh and there's 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 context to everything I'm doing and I, I feel that you know I'm I'm uh, I'm do, I'm doing it right you know and you guys are doing it wrong. I've heard people talk. I've heard people talk about how how their girl makes them feel. And let me tell you something. That sucks, man. I'm going through a breakup right now. No joke. And it's very, very sad. You want to hear about it on stage? Are you really? No. Come over and I'll talk to you about it. Are you really? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did you not know that Jackie no. and I broke up? No, dude. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Fuck. Yeah. Wait. Now, now was this you just being successful? And no, being like, no, no. You know so what? I'm about to blow the fuck not, up. Not even a little bit. I'm having a very hard time with it. It was a kind of no? it was kind of a mutual thing that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that sucks. Uh, you're you're. Th- uh, one of three of my really good friends that are going through a breakup right now, and I'll just let you know I'm all ears because I've been through it a lot. All right, well you can come check me out at the uh, the improv. <laughs> 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 that's why that's why I talk about it. Have you been? No. Yeah, uh, you know what I did. This does seem like the t- a the couple time, weeks, man. Maybe I the- did. I did for a couple weeks. Here's the thing. I what I've been doing uh, this uh, is I'm trying to develop. Uh, I would always do different stuff on stage. Always talk about talk about personal stuff, doing like jokes and weird shit. I would always do different stuff, and I I felt that was good because I got good at writing. But like I was never developing a set. Yeah. And then when I did the, I did the Montreal Just for Last Festival last year, and it kind of mm-hmm. forced me to to focus repeat stuff. And since then, I've been trying to get like a thirty minute set together. I don't have a thirty minute set. Yeah. I could do thirty minutes. I don't know what yeah. I would do. So this is the kind of the stuff I'm working on now. So I want to continue doing it. You know what I mean? Well, that, and and that's smart because you know that once the show starts going, you could start touring and like start selling tickets. And Maybe I'm kind of scared to do that because because I, I don't want people to come to see me and it's like, you know, not not going to be yeah. a character from the show. No, like and I, and I'm doing I'm doing shit that I that I'm not ready to do. I'm mm-hmm. just really want to get that half hour together so I could get my hour special. <laughs> your 38 minute special. Yeah. Uh, you need to tell me briefly before we wrap this up about your. Your stint with you, Matt. You, 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 you about to fuck a girl. <laughs> <laughs> about, and I don't want to get more into your breakup, even though that does interest me, because I think um, I, the, the further I've gotten away from my relationships, the more clarity I have on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And I've never been happier, even though I was extremely happy when I was in both of my past relationships. Sure. Um, but uh, we can talk about that when you come back well, after season one of Undateable has you're finished. You're not going to come. Is going. You're not going to have. Me, oh, after finished, I thought you were saying it's going to be yeah. a year. I mean, you still haven't got me on your improv show that you told me about when we were working phones at the comedy store, which is five <laughs> oh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> but I couldn't. Well, I literally couldn't. You okay. didn't have that power. I literally couldn't. Well, we had three spots to. Well, let me on tell you show. something. I've had Bill has asked me a couple of times <laughs> about guest stars, and, and they asked me about you, and I said, I'm not sure. Did they really? Of course not. No one will ever ask about you. <laughs> Really, Bill Lawrence tweeted back at me. I've never spoken a word to him, and I tweeted the other day about watching your guys' show. Did you see that? I did see that. You, you mm-hmm. tweeted out. I didn't see him right back. He responded. He said, just said, thanks, man. Oh, that's very cool. That's yeah. how it starts. You're, you're obviously going to be on the show now. That was yeah. way cool to me. Yeah. I would love if you were on the show. I would love it. The great. cast chemistry. Well, you and I have great chemistry. Yeah. You and, it's you and I have great chemistry. <laughs> oh, you, you do. And I do. Yeah. Together. Right. I don't know. Hey guys, I'm just trying grammar jokes. Hey guys, I'm grammar jokes. Whom? Brad, Brad could be on the show. I'm here. I, I could do stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you you know what? Maybe you could be like like a bartender or like a friend or something. Okay, yeah, that'd be nice. Which are like the only things, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which covers everything in every right. show yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What were you about to ask me about You're Magic, though? Magic the Gathering. Brad, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's, I, a, it's a card game that kids played in my elementary school that didn't have any friends. What's up? Sure, but if you're asking played? me if I just spent four grand on a box of Beta Starter, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's a wise investment with See, your undateable money. My uh, half, my youngest yeah. half brother was way into Yu Gi Oh. He was also into Magic the Gathering. So specific, your youngest half brother. Yeah, just say your your half brother. Yeah, he's my brother. I love Michael brother. I'm yeah, just saying. Okay, go on. But he's but he's from you know from a, a, a woman who's he not my mom. Oh, okay. All right. That's she's kinda, my stepmom. She's a step away from being my mom. That's kind of what half brother means. That's what step means, huh? Yeah. Step away. I don't know. That's <laughs> what I. Always, How come they, I feel like cousins away. then should be step brothers? <laughs> Step away. Yeah, that makes sense. What about Magic the Gathering got you into it? And what can you tell me? And I and I want to hear why you loved it so much. And then I want to have a got faux, me pussy. <laughs> something never said. By a Northern anybody. Paladin never got my dick sucked more, or whatever that joke would be. <laughs> what What are some of the cards and the schemes? And set up a scenario in which you would take somebody down. Okay, I mean, uh, I'll be quite literal with this. I could bring my Prometheus ten ten trample protection from everything out in turn four. Uh, I got this deck that 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 lets me lets me search through my deck for any character. You patterns of rebirth on a character, sacrifice it for a green man. I'll take a point of mana. I don't give a fuck because I'm getting my ten ten out. Two turns later, I'll see you later, bro. So <laughs> I I, 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 my, I if Vince Vaughn played Magic the Gathering. <laughs> when when if Vince Vaughn played Magic Gathering? Write that script, dude. I did, and you know I'm trying to have him. Read. I was doing background work actually on the breakup, and he's a real Vince. dick. You know, I handed him my script, and he said I'm acting here. What is he, Sam Rockwell? But you know, I'll sign your tits. I'll sign your hat. But I'm not giving you I five. Yeah, Next uh, thing you know, you got money missing off the dresser counter. Your dollar's knocked up. I've seen it a thousand times. Tommy boy. Now he's a class act. He read my script, uh, but he couldn't. You know. Wait. So your Prometheus? What? Um, I don't. Not Prometheus. Progenitus. <laughs> Prometheus is the movie. Obviously, Adam. <laughs> Progenitus, yeah. hey, picture this. It takes two of every mana to bring out. Even if I had ten, the chances, unless I have a whole bunch of City of Brasses, which, hey, Brad, I do, it's going to take a while <laughs> to get them all out. So I'm not going to play its casting cost to bring it out. I'm going to put my ancestral... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play what... I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure you get into a good college. <laughs> um, I, you know, I just get them out, and, and a lot of people will always be do like... Do you still play with them? When I moved out here, I would go to this, this uh, nightwear uh, joint in Burbank, and I'd play in sanctioned tournaments on Sundays. Oh, my God. And then I stopped that because it would run late, and I was doing the, uh, the, the, the open mic in the Friends and Family, which, by the way, sanctioned tournaments, you got me way. into the comedy store. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this because uh, – I do. Uh, uh, you know, you were very busy with according to Jim, and you know, and, telling people and to stretch, say it stretching out your thing, day. your words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit going on. So uh, uh, you you said that you'd get me on the open mic list, and you did. And uh, I don't fuck around, man. I'm not I'm not lip service. All right. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Lip service. And also I, playing Coachella yeah, right then, after Indiana Jones' yeah. bonus. And I wanted to get up more. And uh, What did and, I say? Uh, you said, you know, no. <laughs> but I'll get you in the Don't open take mic. take a water on stage. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know, to to work there, and you introduced me to the the then dean, the then the then GM of the comedy store. Dean. I said I'm working the phones. That's how I'm getting Sundays and Mondays right, and occasional bedroom spots. If you want to get in here more, work the phones. Showing up, yeah. And I did, and that's what got me in there. And I and I, I was getting up every Sunday and Monday, and uh, it got me into the comedy store, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. And um, well, yeah, it was it was a well, I liked you, and I wanted to, you know, that's. I also knew you were a hard worker and that I knew people uh, were going to respond to you. And, uh, and you seem very, like, uh, matter of fact about, like, I, I, what do I, you, you know, you're very, like, vulnerable. Like, what do I need to do to kind of, like, 
you know, and, and instead of which I like that, and that's what I respond to. Instead of people saying like, you know, what can you help me? You know, you phrased it properly. You were like, what can I do? And I was mm. like, well, here's what I can do for you that will make you. I can put you in a position, and right. that's why I think. Is uh is helpful when people do that and not just give straight up handouts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, people that ask, you know, it's it's more attractive. I mean, it is. It's not as attractive when, pe- pe- when someone asks for something, you could be happy to help. But when you offer, it becomes a gift for yourself, and selfishly, it feels good to help. Yeah. And, and now it- you're at the comedy store. Yeah. And now the comedy store is your home club. And yeah. then you've gotten into these other places because of that. You've be- made friends, made friends with uh, Brent and Chris, and now you're on a show with them, yeah. Undateable, 9 p.m. on NBC Thursday, May 29th. Yeah. New Seinfeld start- time slot. Oh my God! Is it really Thursday nights at nine on there NBC? You go. A lot of pressure on you. We're, many, not, we're not Seinfeld. How many times have you jerked off to that uh, idea? I don't know, I, but I've jerked off <laughs> a lot. I jerk off a do lot. You? Yeah, I have a subscription to browsers. I do. And people you ask. Pay for, you pay for a password. People, uh, I don't pay for a password. What's the I, I on pay that, to by come. Way. You, pay for, you pay for a password. Y P F A P. Which is my password, W I M P. Admin. <laughs> Uh, people that say, why do you pay for porn or they don't pay for mm-hmm. porn, it's like saying, uh, why do you fuck Asians when they've never fucked an Asian? Mm-hmm. It's because of the eyes. Rick Glassman, NBC is <laughs> undateable, 9 p.m. on Thursday, May 29th. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at Rick Glassman. Uh, that guy and his friend.com is his sketch comedy website. It and- sucks that those are things to plug, you know? <laughs> I mean, the show is cool, but like when you have to plug my YouTube channel and Twitter, it's like, it's why? Can't you find now. me the Laugh Barn, you know, from Thursday to Sunday or something fucking cool? <laughs> I'll get you know, to check the Laugh out- Barn when, when, then. then then we'll plug it. I'll never be at the laugh. They'll never have me at the laugh bar. I'm too weird and show me, your Le- show me your LeBron James picture. All right. Work um, so when are we starting this thing? <laughs> uh, right about now. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleisinger. Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.